It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Let's do it. Proudly sponsored by Swiss, whose mission is to make millions around the world healthier and happier. Head into Chemist Warehouse for great savings every day. Shop in store or online today. This is the House of Aths. Couldn't have said it better myself. Right around the nation, Johnny Steph fired up, ready to go. We do it all thanks to Chemist Warehouse <laughs> for great savings every day. And, of course, for Swiss, a proud partner of the House of Aths. A lot to get into. We are almost into February. In fact... No, we are. Today's February 1, which means we're another month closer to Paris 2024. We're another couple of days closer to this Chemist Warehouse Australian Summer of Athletics going to the next level. And we are, in in fact, no, I can't say we're another day closer because we've already seen it. A remarkable national record right here (laughs) in in our very backyard in Canberra, of course. What a wonderful, wonderful run. By Tory Lewis. We'll get to all that and plenty more. Johnny, Steph, hello, buddy. Yes, my man. What's going on, Cam? Look, man, always awesome to hear your voice. And you're you're 100% correct, man. Like, uh, did we even have a break post Budapest? No, not like, really. Like, did we, did, did we even stop getting excited about track and no. field? I, I, I'm going to, right from the top, Cam, yeah. I'm going to say this to you. Um, those that do know me well know that, that, um, I like to have a laugh. And mm-hmm. one thing I don't like to do is I don't like to BS as well. And I'm not going to get on the show. I say this all the time and prop the sport up because it's a house of athletics. Athletics in this country has not been in better shape. I would like to say since 2000 Olympics, pre, yeah. pre-2000 Olympics, when we had so much money injected into the sport. Mm-hmm. And we had the likes of your Sherbos, the Johnsons, the uh, Freemans, uh, Kneebones, um, Vaniers, and... Forsyth and and Tremors and the list goes on. Montagetti, our man, our man Stephen. Yes. Um, who 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 ran two weeks ago? I think he ran a half. We did something or ten k, oh, okay. and he looked he looked like he could still go again. Mm-hmm. Um, but yes, you're 100 correct. Those famous names pre 2000. I think and I feel that this is the best place athletics when you're talking talent when you're talking performances that we've seen this country since those times. And, 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 and I, I am a hard marker when it comes to the sport and I'm looking forward to breaking it all down with you today on the show. So everything you just said, Johnny is 100% agreed upon by myself and probably everyone else who has some type of look towards athletics or feel of it. Right. But what you said within what you were just saying is the perfect example of this, the performances though, the way that, you know, Athletics Australia and, and digital media and social media and the exposure to these athletes, of course, has never been at an all-time high. And this particular show is is part of that. Not saying that we have a major uh, say in what actually happens, but the fact is we have a national radio show that goes right across the country and is podcasted, which isn't necessarily something that has always happened in athletics. But what I will say is it goes back to the athletes. They've got momentum. They took momentum out of the Olympic Games in 2021. It probably started in Gold Coast in 2018 when we had a Mm. home Commonwealth Games. Rolled it in. Tough times, of course, with COVID. Tokyo was brilliant. Then, of course, back-to-back world champs culminating in Budapest. The performances and the performers drives everything. 
And the exciting thing is, Johnny Steph, Olympic year, cool, bang, let's get it over and done with once it's all said. But if they keep the momentum, we've got another home Olympics. Eight years well, is going to go like this. So when you talk about Sydney, it was at a really high level, but they probably didn't have the lead in for eight years that we're going to have now if all the athletes do their thing, which they are, and we do things the right way off track. Well, it's very it's very similar to the 90s, right? When you mm-hmm. go from Barcelona into Atlanta into Sydney and sort of how our Australian athletes perform. Yep. You know, you look at Carl Vanderkype, I think it was in 96. Uh, he made the final made a final of the 110 hurdles and um, you know, and you know, those like you know, those sort of names. And we saw the the making of, of Patrick Johnson. I think that was like right at the beginning, I'm pretty sure. Um uh, you know, post 96. And um so you're 100% correct. Yep. I think the lead-in looks very similar for Brisbane when, mm-hmm. you, when you start looking at performance from, from Budapest um, and into now coming into into um, into Paris Daddy. Olympics. So, uh, But I tell you this, it, it, is, it is a hard road and, 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 and as excited as I get to see these performances, mm-hmm. it's such a long way to get to Paris, Cam. We're going to see a lot of ups and downs. And I've got some, I mean, I, I'm not going to declare this yet, but I, I've got some... Uh, feelings towards certain very, very, very good athletes that I've been watching quite closely that I think are going to have a very tough time come cool. Paris if they con- if they continue uh, the way. Uh, just you learn, you know, you you, you become an observer when you when you mm. play the sport long enough, where um, you you get to read into performances deeper than just the time and just and 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 where the person ran and what and when hey, they ran the ooh, time ooh, ooh. and and that, and that's and that's what ooh. makes and that's what makes you become I mean that's what makes Novak Djokovic Novak Djokovic right mm-hmm. he can he knows how to win a final and get to a Grand Slam and so that's what you should learn as you get you know become more of a um, you know, a senior in the sport. And, I, and I, I'm just watching a few things on social. And Hello. It's hard to read. It's hard to read in the social, but there's a few things what? which I'm like, ooh, that if I was a competitor, I'd be looking at that, licking my lips going, you know what? I'm going to put a lot of pressure on you when I race you. So, um, but look, in saying that, um, it's going to be a very, very interesting year. And uh, I think our summer season is going to be very oh. hot, hot, hot. Just before we move on to the incredible national record we did see over the weekend, and not the only remarkable effort we did see, just on that, Firstly, uh, are you talking Australians or international athletes there when you're alluding to? Australians. Okay. Secondly, are you going to give me a name or two or not? No. Okay. Secondly, I will ask because, you because this. because I'm very close to them. I yeah. want to catch up with them and talk to them first. Okay. Good. That's fair. And and, and yeah. And then and then and then after if, if yeah. they give me some BS answer, mm-hmm. then I'm gonna then he's all no holes. I'm gonna let them know. <laughs> I told you. You know, I'm like Cam. Yeah, straight no, forward, straight out. I don't do any uh, sneaky stuff. If if I'm gonna come for you, I'm coming to your face. I'm not gonna come to you behind your back. Yeah. So, majority. So, um, a majority. Just on the other point, the majority of uh, your career. Social media wasn't as prevalent. Anyway, no, it wasn't even really existing for a lot of it in uh, 2024, what we see. We do. Mm-hmm. Everyone's sort of live or records or whatever it might be is on Total Show 24-7 if they choose. Do you think, what you just spoke to there, do you think you could have gained an advantage had social media been a little more around when you were an athlete? Uh Look, I had so, social media came in twenty really twenty twelve. I yeah. started really using Twitter mm-hmm. and Instagram, and that was right sort of the back back end of my career. Yeah. I retired in twenty fourteen. I, I think for uh, the good athletes, if you really watch the top athletes around mm-hmm. the world, the top 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 athletes, they're not on social. Someone's okay. doing their socials for them. Okay. Um, and the ones that are influencing but are talented, um, that put all funny stuff and blah. And I think 
fine if that's what makes but they're normally not the top 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 i think they're an anomaly if you're the best in the world i'm talking gold medalists and you've got social and you're prevalent on on social media so and that goes for any sport if you watch the best of the best um so i'm not a massive fan of it when you're in your in your competition phase of your training giving people an outlook of your training and and part of your life on off season do your thing. But I think it's a massive distraction uh, when you're coming into um, competing and, and just what it can do to your, you know, trying to keep mental stability when you're competing cam is one of the most hardest things and to stay focused on executing and the technique and, and your, and your ability to, to nail a one-off rep or a one-off shot when it's the time to nail it. And when you have, the t your whole game is to limit as many distractions as you possibly can in order to worry about the distractions that you cannot avoid, mm -hmm. which sometimes the crowd, it's the other competitors, it's it's the environmental changes, the wind, et cetera. You can't really avoid those, right? But there's things that you can avoid. And I think social media and putting your phone down is one of them, yeah? And focusing on, and using that energy to focus on what you have to do, and that's your performances. So um, I, I, I mean, whether I would have used it as a tool to distract Michael, I don't think I would have. I think I would have just stayed to focusing on, it was hard enough running one lap properly, Cam. I mean, mm -hmm. I wasn't the best in the world, but at, at moments in time, I had times where I, where I competed with the best in the world and, and gave him a good shake. So, um, and that took a lot of hard work and effort because I had to over-exceed over exceed my talent, right? Of what I had to keep up with guys that were extremely talented. Um, so the hard work ethic and focus was what, Kept me in the game so but again there's many ways to skin the cat in track and field and but I, I do think there's some key fundamentals and that that shouldn't change and haven't changed in the history of our sport i like where your head's at zero four double three ninety eight eleven sixteen if you want to get involved via the temper text we do it all thanks to chemist warehouse for great savings every day and for swiss a proud sponsor of house of Arts. i'm not a big believer in governing bodies banning social media i think it's absolutely on the athletes yeah, and I'm talking yeah. about that in the in the village or in competition in the Olympic Games because I think it's part of it. The decisions you make in every aspect of your life culminates in the best performance of which you have control over. So when I see a governing body saying there's no Twitter in the in the village and whatever, I'm like that. This is this is dumb. Yeah, let I the like athletes because I, I think the athletes should battle it out. No. If, if someone wants to no, stay no. up to two in the morning on on Instagram. Well, that's, that's their decision, thing. which yeah, might hurt thing. them on the back end. Oh, that's the way yeah. I look at it. Do your thing. I, I completely agree with you. I mean, that that that's sensitized. Uh, I, I I don't. That that's that that's not what I'm saying. What I yeah, no, I, no. I, it's 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 more more along the lines of I just think um I think there's a big difference between a sports influencer and mm -hmm. a sports performer. No, and I, and I think I think athletes have to make their minds up which one they want to be. Hey, what was your favorite performance of the weekend in athletics? Oh man, Nicola Olasages was brilliant. Yeah, she so was. early in the year. She Jemima was. Jemima Montag going 43, Huge. 43 minutes with a bang mm -hmm. in the walk. Uh, and they're two major medalists from last year, keeping in mind. You got another one for me? No, there's a young kid. He, he broke the Eat. in 800 meters. Um, I forgot his name here, but he broke the uh, 800 meter under 20 record. I mean, mm -hmm. 145 he yeah. ran. I mean, yikes. It's just. It's just this is bonkers, but yeah, you look, you have to. I, I watched this race, and um, and I'm t I'm, I'm talking about the women's one hundred. Come on now, finally! I, I, I was asking you a rhetorical question. As great as the other two, no, women no, no, in no, 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 I, I understand. I thought this that, was the but, but I was I was just I was getting there because okay. those other performances were brilliant, unbelievably like brilliant, they, great. Like they're brilliant performance, and I probably missed two other performances, mm -hmm. which which I'm sure we'll cover. Throughout we will get the show. to yes, but. 
you know, I watched this run. I was when I saw the record, I I was a you know, Canberra is is a very funny track because mm -hmm. if the sun is right and the wind is right, you run absolutely scorching fast there. I don't think she will see that time for the rest of the summer season. Okay. I think she'll run 11, 17, 11, 20, 11, 17, 11, 20. Um, and maybe nationals, she might, she might get back there um, to that time because I think Canberra is a very, very fast track. But that's not taken away of how quick she ran. Because I say this when Hit I talked me. about understanding the sport. When she got up and started running from 30 metres out from the start, the biomechanics on Tori Lewis is probably the best I've seen from an Australian sprinter in my time of watching the sport. I I think the ability Tori has, we we have such a special talent. Um, and you know, she fixes up her start in her first 30 meters, which is the I think is the most important part of 100 meters runner's race. Mm -hmm. Um, besides obviously the obvious of the acceleration phase and then the holding phase. But the start is something which sets up the acceleration and the holding phase. So you get the start right, it sort of ricochets down. Um, that race is very easily a 1099 race. Very easily a 1099 race. Very easily 1105. Mm -hmm. and, and this shows how quick she is and how much of a talent she is. Uh, I, I am so excited for Tori Lewis. Those that are sports lovers and sports fans, um, get behind this girl. She is, she is world class. Like when I'm talking biomechanically, I'm not talking about the time, like I told you, mm -hmm. time, event, place, whatever. Watching how she ran, how she put a race together, how tall she got when she was running. Her by this, just when I say biomechanics, for those that don't understand running, just the running style uh, was just, it's, it's, it's like, Cam, for you, it's like watching a, it's like watching a great sprinter yeah, for a horse, you know, and you look at the horse and you just go, wow. It's going to be very hard for a horse to another horse to beat that, regardless, because it's just a phenomenal beast. And um, and Tori, um, hats off to her. This is just not a national record that you go, oh, okay, cool, wow. Uh, she is a mover, Cameron. You know the best thing about this whole situation is Jay Shizzle or Sizzle or Jay, Jay Bond, whatever you're calling yourself, Jay Steezy. My apology. Is the exposure it's given the sport. Sunrise. Now, it helps a little bit when uh, the host of Sunrise is Matt Shervington, and he's clearly got a love for track and field. But the fact is, she comes out and runs really well. Uh, she's right there, that Olympic qualifying time. It's a national record. Uh, Melissa Breen went to social media with the classiest of words. I know that if I was an athlete who ever held a record, I probably wouldn't be as uh, joyful when someone else took my record, but it, it speaks to the market, the, the woman that she is. But Mate, and, I, and I've got a bone yeah. to pick with that too, because I, I saw some socials, which... Man, albeit sportsmanship, God bless them, I love it, and yeah, we're great and we're perfect human beings. But yeah, I'm watching other hundred meter runners from Australia, super excited for Tory breaking the record when the season. There's two more races coming up and nationals are coming. Up. I'm thinking, mate, I'll congratulate you at the end of the year after everything is done. I'll tell you how great you were. But right now, I'm trying to take you're taking food off my table. So you don't and you're potentially a spot from the Olympic Games, which I only get once every four years, mm -hmm. and they're high-fiving. I, I, it's a new generation, and I, I get well, it, and I think it's beautiful, well, and it's loving. No, and you don't. You don't think it's beautiful. And, place. and I get it, and I'm all for it. But I just, but it comes a loving? point in time, it's competition, mate. You don't think. It comes a point in time where it's like, you do kill not or think, be killed, Cameron. Yeah, you, you, do, you do not think for a split second 
that it's beautiful oh. and loving. We had this exact oh. conversation when all the 1,500-metre women uh, took the photo with uh, Faith Kip Yagen when she broke the world record last year. You know, and I, you know what? I wouldn't be. I wouldn't be in that photo. This is it, simple, simply. <laughs> I mean, but but I, no, no. But I would congratulate them. I, I'm all. A, I'm a massive believer in sportsmanship. I mean, I boxed for nine years of my you career, did? and I took some good hidings, and you had to stand there and get your arm either lowered or raised, and you had to mm-hmm. shake the guy's hand with a black eye, broken nose, and 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 move on, right? And I, I completely or, or sparring in the gym, and you got to come back the next day, spar the guy, and he's bashed you the day before. So I understand, and I get that. But as a competitor. Man, mm-hmm. I mean, this is an Olympic year. I don't want to give anybody, anybody, any thought or process that that I am a fan or I or I believe that they are slightly better than me in any way. And they'll say, no, that, that's not what it means. I'm just constant. I'm saying I'm constant. But you're given time in your day to write a message to them. I mean, I got I'm training. I'm busy focusing on my technique, my race, what's coming up, yeah, Cameron. You know what I like? You know what I like? We literally had a conversation. I, I asked you five or six minutes ago if you would use social media <laughs> as a way to use as an advantage, and you said probably not. And right now, you would use this. Because if you were running in 2024... One, I wouldn't be on it. Yeah, no, you're right. You wouldn't. But then if you seen if someone ran really fast, ran a quick 400... Broke some national record and everyone took a photo of it. You would you would keep it stored up in your mind and be like, these guys aren't ready. Well, maybe maybe I didn't articulate myself mm. well enough when you asked me the question. If if you're asking me, would I use it to motivate me? hundred yes. percent. Okay, but I also that's... be very careful because it can also demotivate you. So I'd be very careful what I took in, what I didn't take yep. in. So I, I, I would I would, but what I would say. I mean, many a times I'd read something in the paper. I mean, two thousand and seven. Um, uh, LaShawn Merritt was coming down to run mm-hmm. and I knew they were paying him twenty-five or $30,000 <laughs> wanted me to run for free. And I'm thinking, hang on a minute. It I'm, always I'm, comes to cash. Mate, yeah, because I brother, 2006 Commonwealth champ, I, yeah. got to, I got to number one midway through the year in the world. I did yeah. my thing, right? You did. And I started paying the step. And I'm in my home crowd. Yeah. And I'm in my home crowd. <laughs> You're sending the world number one to come here, which... On my best day, I can barely beat this guy, yeah? You're sending the world number one to come over here, beat me on home soil, which then ruins my marketability in Australia. Because right now, Australians think I'm the greatest thing since sliced bread. Mm-hmm. That don't make any commercial sense. So I said, I, I don't want to race at the time. I was like, why are you going to make me race? But anyway, another young kid ended up running well. And they the in the journal started getting busy saying, oh, Steph, mate, end of the Steph, new young bloods in town. So I called up John Smith and said, J-Bone, you need to get the Steph. We got because we I was I never I never I never trained for the Australian series. I trained in the Northern Hemisphere mm-hmm. County. So I've been running flats. I never got in spikes. Every national champion you see me run post 2005, I was in I never spiked up or did any speed work. I just ran nationals, get through it and get to Europe. And anyway, um I said to John, please put me in spikes just for two weeks just to get a bit of speed so I can race this guy. Anyway, I raced him and smoked him. Cam ran 40 45 0 opener February, brother. Gave it to him, son. Very famous, the Uncle Steph, number one, as he crossed the line. So you do it, Cam. So two things. Firstly, I love story time. I love when you tell stories. And secondly, that's a perfect example why you are the third person soft congratulator of the year. You're able to fit the Steph in your vernacular six times. Now, we're going to squeeze a break how, in. Hang on, boy. Before we get a break, how, how is my boy going? How's two, is he going all right or is he with the third person? David, take it. His flatters all get out, but he's trying to, he's trying to reclaim the mantle. Yeah, he oh. he actually he believes honestly. He reckons you're a one trick yeah. pony. He reckons you only had one, he reckons you only had one lap in you, and you had one no, no, trick, t- and that's three. Olympic that's Olympic three. Olympic year. We're gonna get a lot of airtime. Yeah, mate, a lot so of airtime. I know. And once we get to Paris and we're eating croissants 
Uh, 24 of them a day. We're going to have a whole new record. <laughs> Head into Chemist Warehouse for great savings every day. And we do it all thanks to Swiss, a proud sponsor of House of Athletics, Cam McKenzie. He's waiting and he's, lis- he's, he's listened and he's like, what type oh, of show gotta be his friend. am I getting We've got to be his friend, Cam. I'll <laughs> tell you do. why after the break. <laughs> He'll join us next. <laughs> Proudly sponsored by Swiss, whose mission is to make millions around the world healthier and happier. Head into Chemist Warehouse for great savings every day. Shop in store or online today. This is the House of Aths. Most certainly is. John Stephenson and Cam Lucal. thanks to Chemist Warehouse for great savings every day. And for Swiss, a proud sponsor of the House of Aths right around the SCN Radio Network. This is what we do, talking all things athletics. A great, there is a great text that has come through. I'm going to save it right now, Johnny. It's a really good question. It's a, about 4 by 400 meter relaying, actually. So we'll get to that before the show is done. But right now... What the best thing about athletics I feel in this country right now, Johnny, is not just what happens on track, but everything that sort of happens and the activations and the excitement and the entertainment. Mm. That for people who are not necessarily competing, I thought the Zatapec did it really well, turned into a really summer party while the athletes were doing their thing time and time around that beautiful track in Melbourne. And it's going to be no different, no different at all when it comes to the Mori plant meet because, are you ready for this, Johnny? I know you're excited mm. about this. I know you're very excited about this because there is going to be... A gin bar at the track, of course, Four Pillars Gin. Oh, yeah, whoa, whoa, whoa. Yeah. time out. Why are you saying I'm going to be excited when you mention the word gin? Well, like, hey, what are you trying to allude to our listeners? I'm trying to allude to. I've never ever met a, uh, any human over the age of 18 who doesn't like gin. So I, so I made an assumption that you enjoy gin like the rest of the free world. Am I wrong? You're not wrong, Thank but you. I'm just saying, like, this is the way you, you know, you know what I'm saying. Either way, Four Pillars Gin have come on board, and the man who is at the, uh, the top of Four Pillars Gin, has also been at the top of his game. He's an Olympian. Cam McKenzie went to Atlanta in 1960. He joins us now. Cam, hello to you. Hey, Cam. Oh, Cam Step. So nice to be on. What a, what an intro. And he really made you sound like a booze hound. Welcome to the show, Cam. I, I, I want to start from the top. You know, oh, before we, we, we get into the running and everything else, uh, you are the head distiller of... Four Pillars Gin, and you are very proudly supporting, and you did support last year as well, as well as the Mori Plant Meet, as Cam said. What I really love and what I'd love to see our sport do more, it's why I'm still involved in the sport, is ex-athletes coming back and giving back if they find themselves in a position to give back, to give back to our sport. And I think uh, what you're doing is awesome and uh, really looking forward to hearing more of some of the things that Four Pillars is doing. But besides that, what people need to understand is that Cam and Mm -hmm. I – Cam mm-hmm. McKenzie, I talk. Mm-hmm. We are we have a very close bond here mm-hmm. because we're both four by four runners and both four hundred meter runners and yes, both went to Olympic it. Games. Cam, so uh, well, uh, well, I, I think we both had the theory, mate, that when you do one lap, there's nothing else to see. Well, that's know, how so. I Cam. Oh, but I thought that's what I thought you start and finish in the same place. That was it, and then everybody went home. I didn't, I didn't know there was actually more events that took place. But you know, I would like to throw this, Cam Luke. I'd like to throw this to Cam because we were talking a lot about social media. Yes, Cam McKenzie. If you had the social media today, and I, I'm pretty strong about um, about the avoidance if, about competing and being friendly on social media to your competitors. How was it like if you had to put social media in your day when you were running? Um, and and sort of and how you see it today with athletes, not even knowing in athletics. I I just think it's such a different era, you know that we probably basically left a post-it note on someone's bag of training if you wanted to sledge them or something. Like that. <laughs> what was the point? It, it's taken away a little bit of 
you know, the call-up room before a race was always where often where races were won and lost, people were stared down, you had to walk a bit taller. Um, you know, it was it was a really thing. It was something you really look forward to if you were into that and you liked that aggression, particularly yep. in the sprints. And I think the throwers are a bit the same. There's It's white line fever. You walk in there and, you know, I love that element of it. And I think social media might uh, maybe take a little bit of that away. I don't want to be nice to my competitors. I'll be, I've trained with a lot of them. Yeah. Um, and on the track, it's that white line fever, mate. I'm not here to talk to you and laugh. We'll do that afterwards if we're really great mates. You know, Mark Ladbrook and I are awesome mates off the track, but we trained together and competed hard and pushed each other beyond belief. And in that call-up room, mortal enemies. Uh, yeah. And I love that yeah. about it. So I don't know how I would – I'm an internet denier, right? Some people deny <laughs> climate change. I don't think the internet will ever take off, right? So I'm not your guy. <laughs> But I see the power of it for our business. I know exactly yeah. what social media does for Four Pillars. It's it's huge. I just yeah. don't know in a competitive set that it's probably something I would have used or been engaged in. I, I think I would have largely tried to avoid it just on, yeah. just on that, Cam, how, how did you transition from an athlete into the role where you currently have and, and, and being, of course, the job that you have with Four Pillars? How did that all come about professionally? Yeah, look, I, it was always a tricky one for me. I, I loved athletics. I loved track and field. And I never expected to go to the Olympics, right? It was never, I didn't really come up through the ranks. I started training when I left school to keep fit while I was at uni. And Steve Gaffney and Peter Sugden sort of unearthed a, a good sprinter within that. Um, I didn't run my first 400 until I was 25 years old. Oh, I stepped geez. up and thought maybe there's an opportunity here to make a national team because there was a few gaps in the 400, the, the 100 and 200 was competitive. I wasn't really built to run that race. So I stepped up and I will go down in history as Australia's luckiest Olympian, right place, right time, good team to fall into. Uh, but at the same time, I was working in the wine industry. I was working at a winery out here in the Yarra Valley, uh, you know, learning wine from the ground up. And I loved it. You know, I really fell in love with it. And I became a bit of an anomaly within track and field because working in the booze industry is not something that naturally drags mm. you uh, from track and field in, into booze. You know, it, it was really difficult to, I would turn up to training some days having tasted, you know, 40 or 50 wines in the lab at the, the winery, <laughs> a famous training session one day where my legs were purple from standing in a Shiraz ferment for about an hour and a half stomping it. It was a real anomaly. And to this day, even in the gin industry, I'm still a bit of an anomaly to have an Olympian in this industry. Uh, but it gave me that great career choice that I didn't make the Sydney team. I missed it by a couple of spots. And yeah, I was 30 years old. I was a bit over it. Had it not been Sydney, I probably would have retired before it. Uh, but I left it for something I was equally passionate about, which was the wine mm -hmm. industry. Did that for 15, 16 years and then just took a sidestep. You know, I sort of noticed that most of my winemaking mates and most people that I was coming across in the wine industry, their white spirit of choice was gin because it was aroma, flavour, all that sort of thing. And I just took a sidestep. Uh, myself and a couple of mates set up a little gin project that, that got out of hand, um, and that's Four Pillars, and it's been the greatest 10 years of my life. It's been absolutely hilarious. And, uh, you know, my, my health probably took a bit of a U-turn there, just mooching around in bars instead yep. of being on tracks. But... You meet great people. It's a really creative space. It's always changing, always moving. And in a way, the more I, I thought about it before, you know, we caught up today, 
Gin is kind of where track and field has been. Gin was a pretty dated old product and track and field in my day was a pretty dated old product. Part of the reason I want to get involved, you know, in things like the Murray Plant Meet, several reasons, you know, I love the sport. It's great to see the sport freshening up and doing things like this at an athletics meet. Uh, and it should be, it should have great music like oh. at the Zatapec mm. and it should have a great vibe and a great feel about it and more energy about it. And on top of that, Murray Plant was just a great bloke, incredibly kind to me, generous with his time, his mentorship, uh, always gave me the time of day, even though I was a bit of a fringe dweller. Um, so that's kind of why I'm in gin and why we're looking out for, for the Murray Plant meet. You, you probably won't believe this, Cam, but uh, sometimes Johnny and I do this show after 40 or 50 red wines. So we're not dissimilar in, <laughs> in some aspects of, of what we do. <laughs> I, uh, so it, it's, it's cool because you're now able to combine the passion and, and the livelihood and the world you live in now with a world that you did combine a little bit in the mid-90s. So to be able to find that common ground and, and now be a great partner of some of these wonderful athletics meets, it, it's a perfect fit. Yeah, 100%. And I, I love watching, you know, the, I, I think track and field is in such a good space in Australia now. We haven't seen this quality for, for a while. We've always teetered on the edge of having a number of good athletes. But gosh, we, we've got three or four handfuls of amazing world-class talent there now. And the opportunity in Melbourne and in Adelaide and all these places to go uh, and take your family to see what is going to be a future Olympic star is mm-hmm. is just such an outstanding opportunity. And last year, Murray Plant Meet was was kind of the first of it. And it got a little bit of noise around it, but it still had four or 5,000 people turn up. Uh, if they don't double the numbers this year, I'll, I'll go here. I, I think purely off the quality and reputation. Um, for me, it's a bit of a reunion to catch up with so many people that I'm lifelong friends with that are now dispersed around the country doing really interesting things, whether it's in or out of the sport. Uh, I think often people forget, you know, athletics and track and field is a foundation sport. You know, it, it's, we talked about it before this, this chat, John, you know, your first race at school is to the tree. Um, and, you know, if you don't win that, it's to the tree and back. And before you know it, you're a marathon runner, but almost every single sport at the Olympics or the winter Olympics or if it's AFL or NRL, they talk to these athletes and say, where did you start? And they started in track and field and it is a great foundation sport. So it's really important that we keep that going in Australia and create, you know, the amazing world-class athletes that we've got. Tell me something, uh, Cam, how much have you taken from your athletic career? And obviously, like you said, the last 10 years before pillars, um, I'm sure there'd have been ups and downs and rounds and rounds. Um, how much, have you taken from your athletics and your learnings? And I, I think track is is one of those mentally tough sports because you're always somehow alone. Like it's 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 a very demanding sport mentally because it's really you and only you most of the times to get the job done. How much of that have you taken into what you're currently doing now with Four Pillars? Uh, so much of it that you take for granted and you reflect on. You know, we're ten years in in Four Pillars and. You know, we started out wanting to make about 15,000 bottles of gin a year. This year, we'll do 1.2 million bottles, right? What we learn from doing a sport like track and field are things like accountability. You know, I, you would know this. <laughs> any athlete knows this, that you walk off the track after a bad training session or a bad race and you lose sleep for a while and you're scathing on yourself. And that, that horrible accountability. But you also sit down and reflect on that and you say, well, why did that stuff up? How, why am I not happy about that? And what have I got to do to improve? If, and then you move on because you don't have time not to. You but know? hang on, Cam, so do, you on. Find, do you find now 
that was was that a hard transition? Now you're not working with other Olympians, you're not working on the 400 meter runners, you're not working with other sprinters, let alone athletics or athletes. Did you find that hard to get the same mindset as those that didn't share that that you the mindset you had? <laughs> that would have been awfully frustrating, mate. No, because I find it really yeah. frustrating when I work now, and I, it took me a long time to, oh, oh. to to sort of notch that back a bit. Hey, you better not be talking about current uh, present company, Johnny. Hey, you got to see the way I carry the show, Cam. Cam, <laughs> you got. He was I get off every he every. Was pointing time. at you, Cam. He I was know. Pointing I found. Jeez, I tell you, it's just the Cam Luke carries me every week. <laughs> no Avengers. chance. That's a good question, Johnny. Continue, Cam. Do you know, <laughs> and it really is a great question because my one of my business partners here, Stu Gregor, is uh, also my best mate. We've been best mates for 25 years, uh, and he grew up under power lines, right? There's something not quite right about him, but he's the funniest, <laughs> loosest guy going around. And working with him, he can just say, my bad, move on. Whereas I sit there and pour over it and beat myself up, you know, and he brings something to the business and I bring something to the business. I'd like to think I, I have brought a degree of accountability and an infectious nature of trying to teach people accountability, to have pride in your work, what you learn in track and field and in any pursuit like this, as you say, when, when it's all on the line and it's just you, you set goals, you achieve goals and you celebrate goals. But when you fail, you yep. want to know why and you want to know how you can improve. And that constant thing of improvement is really important. What Stu brings to the business is when we have success, we celebrate that for six months, right? <laughs> <laughs> and he will ride that wave forever. I will have celebrated it and kind of moved on a little bit uh, fairly quickly and get us back to accountability. But it's actually a really beautiful working relationship to to be able to have that because otherwise I don't celebrate enough and mm. otherwise he doesn't assess enough. And I, I think a business needs a bit of both. So for me, it is very much about, it, it taught me that habit of working hard. I like physical work. This is quite physical work. I like setting goals. I like achieving goals. We've won, I don't know, countless awards all, all around the world. And you know, we, we have this thing, Stu's quite funny. He says, you know, when you, when you win it, you shout it from the rooftops. And when you don't win it, it's just terrible judging. <laughs> there go. Well, maybe it's something we're doing wrong. Yeah, you know, maybe we reassess that and not blame others. So, so yeah, good, good point. But I think you learn amazingly good habits out of a yeah. sport like track and field. Hey, but speaking of good habits, Cam, yes, it would have been awfully hard. Sorry, and I say yeah, I, right. I should say Cam McKenzie and not see Luke. Cam, um, tell me how how you know going from being a finely tuned machine for so many years you said you transitioned into working in the industry um where you said it was quite conflicting because you had this you know this olympic embodied mind health soul uh with your running um what are some of the things uh, you still look like you in decent shape mate so you know i know for myself it's 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 really important for me i'm not a huge drinker and i i i'm i encourage to i uh, train every day and um and, and at the same time i don't tell people not to do things but do you did you find that something around the drinking responsibility um piece and when we talk about responsibility and accountability is that something which which you've been able to take on with not only with your staff but the people that you that you're around that you socialize with um now being with four pillars and knowing the, the the importance and how much it benefited you being this, you know, one of the best athletes in the world. Uh, it's a fine line and it was, it has never been an easy transition because, you know, I, for certainly for 10 years, I've spent my life in bars, 
Uh, and it's an amazing industry because bartenders show a lot of flair. We make a great drink, but the you know it's like writing a story. But we're not the actors. The actor is the bartender, and we would go out into bars, and a bartender would taste our gin and say, "Right, let me make you a drink." And it's you kind of go, oh, "Okay, well now you know it's a pretty great gig if you love having a drink." And mm. I quite do love having a drink, and I love socialising. Mm. But you do have to be pretty mindful of your health and the health of your team. I think going into the space, we always felt we had a sense of responsibility. Every single bottle of Four Pillars has always had written on the back, don't drink more, drink better. You know, it was never a volume game for us, even though we built a really significant brand. It was about trying to get people to appreciate what they're drinking and appreciate the craft of gin distillation, the craft of selection of botanicals and aromatics and flavours, and that craft of the cocktail, if you like, and trying to celebrate that and savour that. Uh, you know, we're not making a cheap product here. This is not a product everyone has to have. It's a product we want people to to buy and appreciate and make great drinks with. Uh, probably the best, if I'm being really honest, the best thing for my health in a way was COVID because it locked me up for a couple of years and stopped me. It, it made me realise how many trade visits and bars and how much travel I was doing, and that is often mm. not a healthy lifestyle you know i've probably never eaten more kebabs at 3 a.m in my life uh than doing this that's where this sort of ends up so i've come out of covid probably with a greater sense of and i'm 54 uh of saying well i've got to live a more active and healthier lifestyle i I'd spent that 12 10 12 years of my life being really strict and then i probably spent the next 10 or 12 going, you know what, I'm going to eat what I want, I'm going to drink what I want, I, and I'm, I'm kind of not going to rebel against it, but I've paid my dues. In hindsight, I really wish I'd almost detrained over 10 years and kept training pretty hard for two or three and sort of stepped it away to a healthier lifestyle because it's much harder to come back at 50 in a more healthy lifestyle after being pretty, pretty sedate for a while. Um, but it is a fine line, an absolute fine line, and I'm, I'm probably healthier at 54 than I was at 50. No, I only asked ask the question. Uh, uh, no, no, I only asked the question because we're living in a world where everything gets cancelled, and 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 I and I, I'm a big believer in responsibility and mm. and and taking being accountable for 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 what you're doing and um and and everything in in moderation at the right time. So it's it's I just thought it's it's really it's really unique to talk to somebody who's been an Olympian and now is involved in in the alcohol industry. And it's good to get your point of view and your side of of things. And now that looks like a lot of listeners, we we pride ourselves on the show in pushing health and fitness and moving. But I do think there is still an element of of social culture which does involve drinking and doing that responsibly. I think is very very important. So it's good to good to hear, Cam. Yeah, we've also, you know, we launched a, a non-alc product called Bandwagon, uh, which is kind of, it's not a gin because gin's got to have alcohol in it to, to fit into the category. It's kind of a non-alc spirit, if you like, using all the botanicals we use in our gin. We do a Shiraz-flavoured gin, so we do a Shiraz version of, of Bandwagon. And, you know, that whole non-alc movement is really interesting. And I think, you know, I, it would be, I would be a hypocrite if I didn't say I hadn't had a couple of big nights in the last 10 years. I mean, that's ridiculous in this industry. That's, that's, that is going to happen. But at the same time, I think the industry is taking a much more responsible view on its responsibility to public health as well. You know, we're a heavily taxed, heavily regulated industry. So, uh, you know, we're really mindful of that. And that non-alc product, I guess, is a step in the right direction for people who do drink but want to have some time off drinking or, or have, you know, a few days a week where they don't drink. 
uh, it's a really great product as well. So we're always mindful of it, that's for sure. Cam, before we let you go, of course, it's, it's going to be great. How does it all set up at the, the Mori Plant Media? You just had the one Four Pillars gin bar or is there a few activations around the precinct? Look, I think there's a few little activations. Most of the bars there will have our sort of our gin and tonic cans or our uh, or bloody Shiraz and tonic cans. There's a little you know VIP gin bar for all the old ass crew to catch up and and uh, and socialise. You know, don't worry too much about four pillars. Look on the track. Don't look outside. It's it's going to be red hot on the track and in the field. I can't wait. I cannot wait. And thank you guys for having me. On. It's been a really real pleasure to jump on and shoot. Shoot the breeze with you guys. A hey, pleasure. Before you go, Cam. No, yes. no, one second. Sorry, Cam. Oh, Look, yes. Before you go, Cam. Your favourite track and field athlete uh, today. Uh, do you know what? I got to go. I don't even know if he's still got the mullet, but I'll I'll go with the flying mullet. I'll go with Rowan. Uh, I love a pair. So yeah, it's your favourite favourite track and field athlete globally. Oh uh, no, globally, I, it's hard to go past our Norwegian hurdling mate. You know, I just think he's a Carson machine. Um, yes, Carsten, he's. He's a beast. Uh, I've never track seen and, anything in it. Favorite track and Go. field athlete ever. Favorite track and field athlete ever. Oh. Johnny Stepp. Well, uh, well, well, thanks for being on the show, Cam. We broke up there. You, you heard it from me. <laughs> Mate, he just kept trying to change the category until you got to his name. <laughs> Favorite four to be an Australian South African with curly hair. <laughs> Cam, thank no, you so much. Thank you so much, Cam McKenzie, Four Pillars Gin, of course. And make sure when you get to the Murray plant, mate, because you're right, it's going to be a huge crowd. You go and see the crew and have a, uh, a yes. taste of their oh, wonderful okay. gin. That's all thanks to Sink's Body, keeping Fantastic. you on your feet this summer. They're keeping you fit and active with the Sink's Body podiatrist designed foot care. The range is available at Chemist Warehouse right now. Quick break. Plenty more on the House of Aths next. Proudly sponsored by Swiss, whose mission is to make millions around the world healthier and happier. Head into Chemist Warehouse for great savings every day. Shop in store or online today. This is the House of Aths. Most certainly is. All thanks to Chemist Warehouse. Make sure you head to Chemist Warehouse. Great savings every day. And all thanks to Swiss. Here's my magnesium tablets. They're around here somewhere. Swiss is a proud sponsor of the House of Aths. Now, we're running out of time, Jay Steezy. What are we calling you today, Jay Steezy? But after text... I know you can answer this today or I can give you seven days, whatever you need to do, right? But somebody texted him before and says, hey, Johnny, if you had to put together a dream team, four by 400 metre relay team that included yourself, who would the other three partners be? All-time athletics, any country. Easy. That's cool. easy work. So easy. So that's, it's you? That's easy work. So you, now I want you to break. I'm going to go a little further here. I'm going to break it down. So you're, you're opening? Your first league? Yeah, always uh, always oh, yeah. open. All right, so 100%. your first league, who are you giving a baton to? And, and, and the cold part about it is that I I, I, I I rate myself pretty high, but these next three guys okay. are just, they're savages, man. Right. Like, they're, who are you giving like, the baton to then? I'll, I'll, I'd give the baton to, straight away, I'd give the baton to, uh, oh, man, I did say this is easy. I oh, know, you're I'll, easy now. All of a sudden you're no, like, uh, no, 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 no. I'll, I'll, I'll uh, give the baton straight uh, I'll give the baton straight away to Jeremy Warner. Okay, fair enough too. I think get Jeremy to hand it. I'll get Jeremy to hand it over to uh, Quincy Watts. Oh, geez, hello. Yes. Um, and then he'd have to hand it over to MJ. Okay. So you wouldn't have the you wouldn't have the world record holder in in your best team ever. Van Nicke, no, yeah. I haven't seen him in a relay. I mean, I've seen. I put Michael last because Michael's speed yeah. was just crazy. I, I would, Steve Lewis, I mean, yeah. Quincy Watts, third leg. Mm -hmm. Once Jeremy's given him mm -hmm. the lead, 
after second leg. Jeremy ran heaps of relays for Baylor mm-hmm. um, when he ran, and I know he can run a good second leg, Jeremy. And he's just he's, he's Jeremy finishes really strong. He'll be able to cut over, and Jeremy had good two hundred meter speed, which means he'll get out really fast. Right, not saying that Steve Lewis or Danny Everett or Butch Reynolds, any one of those other guys that I could have put in, didn't have the speed that he had yep. um and I, I mean it is i mean there's been great quarter miles don't get me wrong um you know when you start looking current crop like LaShawn merritt i mean the speed LaShawn had um you know uh like you said van Neerkirk. i mean there's been a number but i mean the these animals i mean i got i got i got that my team's solid I, i'm happy with my yeah, team I, takes I, on I, and me, and mentally my team is strong as hell i mean mentally they're animals bro. animals so yes sir that's easy that's light work that 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 team there that team there, that, that you, yeah, you, you got troubles with that team. Uh, yeah, look, yeah. Do not get me wrong. Absolutely not. I'm not diminishing any of those athletes you included there. I just, you know, maybe the world record holder might have slid in somewhere, but I absolutely. But he understand. hasn't ran a relay. Where do I put him? I put him ahead of Michael uh, Johnson. Man, you can put him in last leg. No, I wouldn't put him last leg. I would end. I would end with Johnson. I would absolutely end with Johnson. I just thought maybe. So where? So where do? You, so what do you put Van Nierkirk third leg and take my boy Quincy Watts out? But, uh, I love Quincy. I, I just think Quincy mentally was a beast. I love Quincy. Uh, you can look, I, you, look, my reserve. What would Van Nierkirk? Okay, you Bit. wouldn't. You wouldn't reserve. need. I I, I. I. couldn't agree anymore with the the mental side of your crew. But I, I think by the Beast. time it gets to the third leg, this thing's done. And Van Nierkirk is a done. fellow South African brother. Uh, look, yes, Van Nierkirk is 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 a reserve. That that hurts my heart. That is a reserve. No, it doesn't. It hurts my heart. You and I hope that you could have put him in. I hope Jeremy gets a sore hamstring before the race. <laughs> oh, that, that's how no. I'm... <laughs> you're already backflipping. You're already backflipping. Uh, we're going to get to a break wherever you might be around Australia. Wait right there. All thanks to Chemist Warehouse for great savings every day. This is the House of Ash. You can podcast our great chat with Cam McKenzie and always grab the show sen.com.au. We do it all thanks to Swiss as well. A proud sponsor of the House of Ash. A quick break. We'll wrap it up next. Proudly sponsored by Swiss, whose mission is to make millions around the world healthier and happier. Head into Chemist Warehouse for great savings every day. Shop in store or online today. This is the House of Aths. It most certainly is, but it all thanks to Chemist Warehouse. Head in for great savings every day and for Swiss, proud sponsor of the House of Aths. Now, Johnny, Yo. we're out of time, but I want to I throw something towards you and you've got to be real quick about this. Uh, and then I'm I'm going to Vegas. I'm I'm leaving. I got a Super Bowl, so I'm in. I'm in Vegas next week for Super Bowl week. I'm taking, oh, you're doing Super Bowl week? Yeah, taking uh, wow, yeah, okay. taking my TV show, the Armchair Experts for Channel Seven over there. Going to be a blast. But I'm still doing this show, Johnny. I'm going to do this show from Vegas, right? As we do. So the question I have for you is: What I want you and Benny put your heads together over the next four or five days. When you see an athlete, there's going to be track and field stars in Vegas because the big celebs are there. You need to set me a challenge to find someone to have them on this show. Yeah. Oh, but man, why are we limiting it to track and field? Oh, well, do, do you want to? Okay. I, 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 well, it's a track and field show is why I limited it to track and field, but I'm happy to, I'm happy to, if you want, if you want to branch it's out super, next it's week. It's Super Bowl weekend. Everybody's there, yeah, Everybody's there. Everybody, everybody runs Cameron. Okay. So how about this? You find me, you just find me somebody, somebody that you want on the show and I'll get them. Patrick Mahomes. Okay, the guy can't be playing in the game. <laughs> Kelche. <laughs> no, I'm joking. I'm joking. Uh, Taylor Swift. I, I, she, I can't. I spoke to her already. She's going to Tokyo to sing first, then she's coming back. So before the no, show no, next okay, week. Okay, no, no. We'll, we'll find it. We'll, you we'll find, find someone. It. It's a, it is the start of our season, so I reckon yeah. it'll be very hard to see track well, and field athletes that are currently racing well, be there. But I will contact my man Bolt and see if he he's going to be Of course uh, Usain's going. Certainly, Usain was there. Then I need you. I hey, need you hey. to run up on him hey, and you... put it 
Straight on him and be like, hey. I'll be honest. Listen, I shouldn't have listen. to run up on one of your best mates. Surely you can tee up a little listen, chat for your boy. boy. <laughs> so Johnny Steph's my brother, which technically makes us brothers, you say. Yeah. So you need to get on the show. Oh, the, re- the resemblance is, is quite uncanny. <laughs> Dad, you reach out to you, saying I'll reach out to my crew and we'll see how we go. We will be back yeah, next like week. Point. All thanks to Kemmer's Warehouse. Jay Steezy, we'll talk then. Love it.